Hey friends, thank you for joining us for today's episode of the Black Girl's Guide to Self-Care. This is your girl, Kristen Denise, also known as KD, and I am so grateful that you are joining us on our self-care journey. I want to ask you to remember to make sure that you subscribe so that you're always aware of a new conversation that drops, that you rate us because we want to know how we're doing. Give us five stars. And that you leave a review so that other people can know what we're talking about and know why they should join in on the conversation. Thank you so much for your help. Now, let's get into today's episode. Hey friends, it is your girl, Kristen Denise, also known as KD, here with another episode of The Black Girl's Guide to Self-Care. Sorry I didn't record last week. Um, life was life and so I didn't. I was uh, deeply in my emotional feelings. Um, stopped processing a lot of things. Um, nothing bad, just a lot. Some things actually exciting, but still a lot. And so needed some space to process, to kind of push through some of the fog that uh, resulted. Um, and to get to a good and healthy place to be able to record again. I was going to try like to... A little psalm known throughout the week, and it just didn't quite work out that way. So, we're here. But I'm excited about a new episode today. So, uh, I really, <coughs> excuse me, hold on. <coughs> I'm so sorry. Um, I don't, I don't, I didn't really look at like any analytics or whatever to share any podcast fun facts. Um, I will say last I checked, we were in over 95 countries. I don't know if I said that the last time, or we were in 90, uh, 95 countries outside of the U.S., which I thought was super freaking dope. Um, and last I checked, we were, I think, right over maybe 83,000 downloads. So that's super dope. But I don't, I don't really have much else to give you because I ain't really been looking at that because schoolwork, hello, homework, but now here trying to take your girl out. I'm learning a lot though. This semester has really, really been good to me in general. I have hit a fog and I like a place of like, I don't want to do nothing. But one of my teachers pointed out, he was like, you know, we're at the halfway point, right? And I was like, mm, that makes a lot of sense. So a little halfway point lag, but spring break is coming up. It is next week. I am so excited. I don't have any plans. I was supposed to try to go to Seattle. We couldn't get the flights to work out for both my mom and I to be able to go see my cousin. So I'm going to just be meandering around Atlanta without homework to do. <laughs> But probably still doing some researching and writing because my research is still going on. I'm still prepping for things to come. But I don't have to go to anybody's class. I ain't got to log in for no class. I get to just chill out a little bit. And I'm excited about that. I may do a little day trip in the car or something. Go somewhere close by. Just have a little bit of fun. So we'll see what happens. No, maybe I will do that. Maybe I'll go to Savannah or something just for the day. We shall see. Um, I think that's everything. So I'm gonna just actually jump right into today's episode. So, um, I was thinking about my life, right? And I was thinking about my friends. And I think I said on the podcast before that a lot of my really, 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 really close friends are actually fairly newer friends in my life or people I've knew before, but we more recently became close within the last like six, seven years, um, so you know I got my girls I've been rocking with for a while you know we over a decade in um I have friends like from college that I'm still cool with when I look at the people I'm really really close to it is uh, they span from actually different places in my life but a large part of my really strong circle are friends I'll say I made and gotten really close to like in the last six or seven years 
And I think I've mentioned before how at one point in my late 20s, early 30s, I used to kind of go through these cycles of friends. Like I would, you know, I'm cool. My mom always jokes about how I make a friend anywhere. I can develop community anywhere. Like I can connect with people. And I remember um, during this season, like I said, my late 20s, early 30s, I would go through these cycles of friends. I would, you know, randomly kind of become connected to people who maybe I've seen in passing or who I've known from a previous point. If you're like a little group of us, we would all get really close and be like inseparable. And then something would kind of happen and nothing major, but it would just so slowly shift. And a lot of times the groups, for the most part, stayed together. But I somehow ended up not being in them anymore. And I, But it didn't. It, it was sad because I would miss those friends, but without fail, there was already like another group I was kind of at the beginning of that cycle on and being pulled into and, and you being, you know, asked to hang out with or, you know, doing more stuff with or being connected to and start that cycle again. And then it would happen again and again. And it seemed like to happen almost like every two years or so. Cycle into a group, develop really deep connections. We always together. We're always doing stuff. And there's a shift and I cycle out. And like I said, oftentimes a lot of that, the, the core group would actually really stay together. It would just be me. And I remember being like deeply saddened by that. Like, what the hell is wrong with me? Why do I keep getting cycled out of these friend groups? When in a lot of, in a lot of instances, not all, I would be kind of one of the main people in the group or making sure the group like stayed together and did stuff, celebrating people and their accomplishments. Like that was kind of the role I would play often. And so if I'm going on with this, like, why? What's going on with me? And I remember uh, in that season being connected to a particular friend and kind of talking through that, being, you know, crying through that, being really sad as I'm recognizing, like, these cycles and just kind of over it and not wanting to go through that again. And they asked me, they were like, you know, what do you value in friendship? Like, what are the things that you hold dear? What matters to you? And I ended up coming with this list of like maybe 25, 30 things I valued. It was kind of like a data dump. Like these are the things that matter to me in significant relationship and friendship, you know, whatever. And then from that list, I refined it and I picked like my top 10 and explained why those things were important to me. So for example, a big one for me was people who initiate. I'm an initiator. I always want to hang out with people. I want to do stuff, especially in this season in my life that I'm referencing um, I always wanted to try to be connected to people I cared about. It was it was good for me. Um, this is before I was going to therapy regularly. And I was dealing with a lot of stuff. And so being around other people was just, it, it helped. So, uh, but I would notice that if I wasn't initiating, these are people who supposed to be cool with, supposed to be my closest friends. I was always down to hang out and do something. But if I didn't initiate something with them, a lot of times they wouldn't initiate anything with me. Now, it wasn't even that they didn't initiate because they would initiate stuff with other people, but they wouldn't necessarily initiate things with me. And it made me feel like I was like a friend of convenience, not a friend of true choice. And so one of those things for me was like initiation. I don't need you to initiate as much as I do because I'm extra. Right. And I was always wanting to do stuff and be out. But if I don't initiate something for a week or two, I don't initiate calling you first or inviting you somewhere. I want people who are like, I miss having Kristen around. I want to initiate something with Kristen. And, you know, so that was a big one for me. Um, Communication. We get into tiffs. Like, we say things and it it impacts people in ways we didn't recognize. I mean, that we weren't intending, you know, life, be life in. All kinds of things happen. And so communication is really important because I can think of friendships I have that basically fizzled out or ended 
not because anything was truly wrong, but because we didn't communicate through the challenges. And so we just kind of let it fall to the wayside and, you know, see each other months later, years later, and be like, dang, what happened to us? And realize it was something really small that if we would have communicated through it, like we would have been in much better places, much, you know, we would maybe would have still been in deep connection. Now here's the reality. Some people just gonna live your life. It's the season, right? We in it for a season. When that season is over, it's over. Um, but it was like, am I one being intentional about the things that I really desire and prioritizing relationship? Like, do I know what those things are? Do I know what to look for? Do I know how to vet people so that my heart isn't constantly broken because of these cycles of interaction with folks? Um, and do you know? Do I know what's important to me? You know, do and, and can I communicate it? Can I tell other people what I value, what I need, what is necessary for me to be well? Because if you can't communicate the expectation, is it really an expectation? Like, are you setting people up to win, to be in your life, to show that they care um, if they don't know what it is that you're looking for? And another big thing in that understanding was like authenticity. I value authenticity in other people, but more importantly, I had to be my authentic self. There were people who walked away from me uh, just because when I presented the real me, you know, and not the version of me that I thought they wanted or needed. They were like, that's not what I signed up for. And I couldn't be mad at them because I didn't give them that opportunity from the beginning. I pre- presented this. I don't know how to put it. I presented this like muted or this false version of myself um, to random men. And then I was like, ta-da, this is the real me. And some people were like, ah, that's not what I really want in my life. Or flip side they can be like that is actually what I wanted in my life but now I don't know if I can trust you because you lied to me before how do I know you're not lying to me again and it was valid and it was so valid and it was so real and it was like I was presenting this other this this manufactured Kristen because that's what I thought I needed to do to have acceptance to have love to be valued to be wanted and it was creating space for everything but that to actually happen and so I remember after having this, con- you know, going through this process with this friend or whatever, having this conversation, developing these values, you know, really going in deep and defining my top 10 and, you know, those things that are critically important to me. I began to evaluate my relationships to see if they had them. Who, who's checking the stuff off the list? Who is putting forth this level of intention and effort and being in relationship with me? Um, where am I being my authentic self? And being honest so that people can really choose me. You know, it was growth necessary on both sides. And when I say the the people I kind of attracted in my life after that, the caliber has increased times a jillion. Like people who initiate, people who check on me, people who give to me, people who communicate with me, people who really have a desire to basically love me well because that's what all of it amounted to like what does it look like to love Kristen well um and meeting people who came ready and willing to love me well without me having to really say all of these things to them directly and it was a reminder that writing your intentions down and being really clear and being really focused and putting those things in the forefront of your mind you will begin to attract those things to your life and it was wild When I thought about this recently and really kind of went through my friends, my close friends, and recognized how all of them fit the bill. 
in different ways, but they're all doing those things. I think of um, the movie Encanto. I had not seen Encanto, and my sister friend Melanie loves the movie Encanto. She watches it with her kids. You know, they were watching it like every day. And I, I just remember one point when I was like, I just haven't seen it. She's like, you still haven't seen Encanto? She's like, okay, let's do a movie night. Like, come over. Um, and, and I was like, okay, you know, we'll figure it out. And she didn't let it go. By the end of that week, that was a conversation that happened earlier in the week, like a Monday or Tuesday. By the end of that week, that Friday night, it was like, what time are you coming over? And I was at the house watching the cancel. Sister made dinner. We put the kids to bed. We watched it without the kids. That's so funny to me. But we had this beautiful sister girl time together, watching this movie, being able to process through it together. Um, and just being like, she loved me well. She loved me so well that night. Sitting on the couch, under blankets, eating good dinner. She made one of my favorites, <coughs> which was green because she knew I was coming over. You know, like that level of intentionality. She did the thing. She communicated, right? Like, no, we're going to watch this movie. And we're not going to let homework or anything else get in the way. We're not going to let it fall to the wayside. Um, she initiated. It wasn't, oh, can I come over and watch it? She's like, no, come watch the movie with us. Come watch the movie with our family because we're your family. Like, let's do this together. You know, um, she invested in me. Like, she she loved me so well in that one little moment. And it meant the world to me. Or I think of um, Sharon. And she, my, I love Sharon because she's so feisty. She's so funny. But Sharon will call me like, hey, I heard your voice. What's good? You good? I need to fight anybody? I think it's funny that that's one of her consistent questions. If I need to run up on somebody for you. Um... But that level of care that we ain't seen you come over for dinner. We ain't seen you come go with us to Parker's music class. Like come be a part of our life. Ain't got to be nothing special. Just come be a part of it. You know, I think of Talitha who we, we don't, we don't get to do as much together anymore. Um, we both are leading these really crazy busy lives, but we send these text messages and they're really like a check in. It'd be like 40 questions. <laughs> um, like, okay, I have a moment, you know, there's a lot going on, but I need to say, how are you doing? Do you need anything? Are you, how's your health? Like, are you good? How are you feeling? How was school? And the, these check-ins that are like, I can't sit on the phone with you for hours. Like, life doesn't have that right now. We can't just see each other. We're in different cities. But I'm thinking about you with good intention and with love. And I, I want to follow up on that and make sure that you're okay. Um... Man, those things mean the world to me. You know, then I have friends like Tasha who is like, girl, we know life be life, man. We'll see you when we see you. We love you. You know, come through for dinner. Come through for birthday. I'm, I hadn't talked to ta- Tasha and ex, her husband, in like probably a couple months. Like, not talk for real. But I definitely still got that invitation that rolled through. Like, you coming over for Thanksgiving dinner? Why? Because you're family. And we love you. And we know that different seasons of life allow for different levels of depth of connection and activity. But we value you and we want to celebrate you and what you're doing. And we love you. I mean, you matter to us and we want to connect with you and we want to see you. And here's the thing. I don't think I've discussed this list of values with any of them. I really don't. I don't even think any of them know that they exist. And quite honestly, to an extent, I had kind of forgotten about them myself. But in these moments of reflection over the last couple of weeks, I became like just overwhelmed and in tears because it was all of these things that I said I wanted, all of these things that I said really mattered to me. This this list that I put time and energy into 
concocting and refining and saying, this is what I want in my life, God. These are the people I need. This is how I want to be loved. I'll be dying if he didn't give me all of it. And here's the thing. There's still people that cycle in and out. There's still groups of friends that I seem deeply connected to and then something happens and then we're not connected anymore and it still hurts. But when I tell you my foundation, my core is there and it's thriving and it's solid, man, that those other people can come and go. And it's beautiful while I have them and it is sad that they're gone, but I am not loved any less and I'm not missing anything. Um, because who's still here, who's chosen to stay are people who decided that loving me well is worth the effort and I don't have to ask for much from them. They just lean into it, which also gives me room to lean into being my most authentic self. Why? Because I know that I'm safe with them. I can be me, the good, the bad, the crazy, the everything in between, the deeply feeling, deeply emotional, sometimes sad experiencing life processing through depression and anxiety in school can't communicate as much can't do all the things I used to do can't show up in all the ways I used to show up and they love me all the more they celebrate me all the more and they're excited for me and my wins and and I matter to them not because what I could do for them which has been true in other seasons of my life I matter because of what I could give But I matter simply because of who I am. And that is so significant and so important. So, all of that to say, this week in self-care, think about what you value in your friendships. What are the traits that matter to you deeply in relationship? Just do a data dump. Write a list of things. And write till you can't write no more. Your list could be super long. It could be 25 things or 30 things or 40 things. It doesn't matter. And once you get that list, put it away for a second, kind of chill out, and then come back to it. And from whatever you get, cut it down to your top 10. And it's not that those other things don't matter anymore. Those things still matter. But what matters most? What are the things that are critical to you being well, to you being loved well in your relationships, to you knowing that you're honored and valued and significant in the lives of other people? What are those things? So cut it down, top seven to ten things that are like, this is critical for me. And then from that, what are the one or two that like everybody got to have? I don't care who you are. Some stuff everybody ain't going to have. Everybody might not have all ten things, but everybody need to have these two. What are, what are the two? And pray over it and use it to evaluate the relationships that you have and use it to communicate in places where there's a deficit or where there's a void. And use it to see if people are willing to put forth the intention and effort to love you well. And use it to come back to in a year or two years or five or, like in my case, almost ten years later. To see how infinitely better my life is. Um, Not because I went down fulfilling a checklist, but because I was honest about my intention. And honest about what I desired. and, And real with God about what I needed. And he met me at my point of need with the beautiful people he's placed in my life at every turn. And for that, I am grateful. So, what are your things? What are the character traits, qualities, check marks that your people got to meet? Again, data dump. Everything that comes to mind, they got to be funny. That's important. I need people who are going to make me laugh. 
got to be good listeners. That's significant. That's actually in my top 10. Um, they have to be compassionate people. I can't be around people who don't have any compassion because I'm a deeply compassionate person and I believe compassion is necessary. So compassionate, it matters to me. People who want to give back and invest in their communities, that matters to me. People who are family oriented, that matters to me. And it don't have to be your family or birth. It could be the family that you choose, but I need to know that you care about more than yourself. That matters. People who are about having a good time. Can you dance? Can you, will you sing karaoke? Can you laugh? Will you go dance in the rain? Just because, why not? Or what you gonna do? You know, that matters to me a lot. I know there are people that doesn't matter to. People who love learning. You don't have to be in school to get a PhD or a master's degree or a bachelor's. You don't have to be in school to get anything. But you have to be open to acquiring knowledge and learning and applying that learning to give yourself the life that you want to live. People are dreamers. That matters to me. Um, so what matters to you? What's important? What's significant? What is a part of you being well? Are the people in your life right now giving you those things? Are they doing those things? Do they embody those things? If they don't, can you tell them? And they work to get them. As many as they can. Because nobody's perfect. But will they at least put forth the effort and try? In particular, if they don't have your critical too. And how are you, how comfortable are you communicating what you need more of to the people that matter to you? And whatever season that you're in. And again, when you look back at six months, a year, two years, five years, ten years. I promise you, your life will be all the better for doing this particular work right now. I know that mine is. So, that's it. That's all. I love you so very much. Make it an amazing week. Give life all that you have to give it every day. Doesn't matter if on some days that's 10% and some days it's 95. Give the world the best you've got. One, you deserve to see it. And two, we all could use a little bit more love and light. So thanks for sharing yours. That's all I got. Peace out. Thank you so much for joining us for today's episode of the Black Girl's Guide to Self-Care. If you're ready to get started on your own self-care journey and you need some help, check out the Black Girl's Guide to Self-Care workbook. You can find it on Amazon.com, and we would love for you to have it to help you in your self-care journey. You can also join us on social media. We have a Facebook group, The Black Girl's Guide to Self-Care. On Twitter, you can find us at Black Girl Self-Care. And on Instagram, we are Black Girl Self-Care Revolution. So come on over and join us online. Keep the conversation going um, and stick with us in between episodes. Love you so much. Thank you for joining me today. And I just hope that you have an amazing rest of your day, month, week, year, that it is literally you living your best life. So till next time, be well. <laughs>